Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, and before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off of your $50 purchase on their website and on their app. Use the code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 purchase for all your holiday and New Year's parties and have it delivered right to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. It's Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. Welcome in to the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, the only subscription service to get you into almost any event in Denver. Download the In We Go app today and use the promo code BSN50 to get half off your first month. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am with the one and only Adrian Dater, AD. We have been off for the holiday, so thank everyone. Thank you, everyone, for, for bearing with us. As, uh, as we took a few days here to spend some time with some friends and family, and in AJ's case, uh, adult beverages and in and out But a- AJ is not here. He is still in Vegas. AD, you and I are here to talk about the Avalon Golden Knights first period. But before we get into that, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Hope your holiday was good. Just uh, pretty, uh, pretty good holiday here in the uh, Dater household. Wife and kid at Disneyland. I'm uh, holding down the fort here for a couple of days. Some, somebody's going to watch the dog. So, so uh, yeah. So, uh, somebody's going to work, too, here in this family. So, uh, here holding down the fort. Hope everybody had a good holiday. Took a couple of days off from uh, from all activities. And uh, back at it tonight. First period breakdown here. Yeah, some, uh, some insane pace to start this game, A.D., and while that's good, you, you want to see the Avs playing with that pace, especially after some of the um, kind of thud performances we've gotten from them recently. While, while you like to see that for them, you kind of have to play with that pace against against this Vegas team, especially at home. Yeah, I like the pace. I thought they skated well. I thought they, you know, did a lot of good things. They uh, weren't great defensively, though. Gave up 16 shots in that first period. Uh it's kind of weird. I think the Avs are kind of both, un- you know, unlucky to not be up by a goal and also lucky they're not down by a goal. Uh, a lot of good chances for both teams. Uh, I thought the Avs were, were good, though, 
you know, skating the putt. I mean, they were fast. Uh, Vegas is a fast team too, but, you know, I thought, uh, you know, there are a couple moments where the Avs are really just uh, flying by them, but um, only got that one goal tip from JT Confer on a, uh, a penalty right after Ryan Reeves interfered with Sam Girard. Good call. Mm-hmm. But curse of the ex-Avs, Paul Stastny. <laughs> course he scores the goal second chance rebound nobody in front of the net to hit him nobody in front of the net playing defense whatsoever so there we stand after one period yeah he got a couple whacks at that one he uh that was his first shot and then he got the rebound but you know so again the abs came out played with a lot of speed and 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 again like we said when you're when you're in vegas you have to do that seemed like the abs kind of Lost a little bit of steam there near the end. That, I think, is where a lot of those shots that you uh, mentioned kind of came from. Let's turn it back uh, to the to the goal the Avs scored, a, a tip off a of Miko Rantanen shot by JT Comfer. What I liked about this was it was on the power play, and it was getting pucks to the net, which was something that we didn't see. We, we, weren't, we weren't seeing the Avs doing over this last stretch of games where they've looked kind of – worrisome i guess you could say well jared, jared bednar has talked about that before when the power play goes cold it's because they're playing east west and they're not putting pucks on net it's exactly what they did yeah they're not they're not elite enough to to to, to overwhelm teams with fancy play maybe the first line can do that sometimes but not the rest of the team i think the team got a little in love with itself offensively thinking they could score a lot of fancy goals and be I just have a lot of fun out there, but hockey's a meat and potatoes game when it comes down to it. Put pucks at the net, tips, rebounds, quick decisions. That's that's hockey today. You don't have enough time to sit and de- dipsy doodle with a puck and dangle. They got they they did that too much in this three game losing streak. Could be four tonight. You know, um, they're two five and one in their last eight games. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they were just being a little too fancy with the puck. So I did think that you saw the fact that Jared Bednar hammered away that, all right, welcome back, boys. Your first mission when you're playing hockey tonight is throw pucks at the net. I don't care where they're from. But, uh, but again, though, we still saw a couple times, though, where they did make that extra pass. I mean, Nathan McKinnon, a couple dangles again with the puck in the offensive zone. Um, you know, he's got to get it going offensively as far as goal scoring. He's, uh, he's the, I think the reason, not the reason, but he's, he's a reason why the Avalanche are not winning, haven't won, you know, consistently lately is he's not, I don't think, I think he's too East West. He's got to go back to North South. I thought the first period he was good. Hopefully that continues. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he, uh, he took a nice hit there. there he had to kind of shake it off a bit and went to the bench right after. But looks uh, looks no worse for wear. AD, uh, Philip Grubauer, uh, they go back to tonight. after. I mean, so we haven't seen Semyon Varlamov for about a week now. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, I think he's, you know, he was nursing something. Uh, don't know exactly what, but, uh, you know, he's back being active tonight at least, so. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, a little puzzled why, uh, Varley didn't start. I'm not there in Vegas. AJ is. So hopefully he provides a, an answer to that. Why, what's going on with Varley? 
Why why did he not get another start tonight? Um, but uh, so far, so good with, with that decision. I mean, Gooby did give up that second-chance goal. He, did, he made the first stop, but, you know, you can't really blame him too much on that goal. Right. Yeah, he made 15 saves otherwise, so. Yeah. You know, he's he's got to come up with a real gem though at some point too. He's he's been a little off lately as well. I mean, they have not had great goaltending from anyone really in the last 6-7 games, you know. So so along with the rest of the team, the goaltending has struggled some too. Uh but I thought uh I thought he was good in that first period just to uh, hopefully the Avs can tighten up a little bit, not make life so difficult for him. Uh, and then we'll see about Varley come next game. I mean, he's active. I would assume he's going to start a game at some point here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of the the hot hand thing right now. I mean, I guess I don't know if you can necessarily say that. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he had a couple good games and not so great in uh, in Arizona. As, as Francis came in, I thought played a solid game. Uh, Got a lucky goal at the end. Killer goal. Yeah. Killer I mean – Nothing worse than coming. We don't want to spend our time in that game, but there's, there's just nothing worse than coming from back from big deficit and then you blow it at the end too. Those are tough games to lose. Yeah, uh, at least absolutely. they show some character doing that. But uh, yeah, just a couple house cleaning, a couple house cleaning things to ask you about. But first, basically, just the absolute tighten up defensively and and keep things going offensively for the second period. Is that uh, yeah? That's, that's I mean, they got to cut correct? down on chance. They can't give up sixteen shots a period. Um, in Vegas, yeah. you know, what do you think of Ryan Graves uh, first game, first period, first NHL action tonight? Yeah, not, I mean, he didn't do a whole lot, but at the same time, in, when you're in a situation like that, especially on defense, if I didn't notice you a ton, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, he, he wasn't out there making any glaring errors. I saw him, you know, move the puck to the right spot a couple times coming out of the zone. In, in the little action he saw, I thought he was, I thought he was just fine. Like I said, if, if, if you're in that situation, first NHL game, especially in a building that's as rowdy as Vegas, can you believe the noise in Vegas all period long? Uh, I, I thought if uh, if Ryan Graves, if if we can get through tonight, going, yeah, you know, he was he was fine. I think that's a huge win for him. Yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, didn't play a ton, so hard to judge. But uh, he's so far so good. One period in the books. It took him a lot. Took him quite a while to get that first NHL experience. Like five years of AHL, you know, time he's put in. But uh, he got the start tonight. Let's hope the kid can uh, can keep showing well. I mean, uh, he's probably going to go back to the minors if Zadarov comes back. But based on AJ's report from the morning, looks like Zadarov did not have a very good skating uh, session today. Yeah. And uh, we don't know exactly when he's going to be back, so. I'll try to find out more about that when that uh, when the team comes back here, but uh, uh, looks like they're going to have an opening there for at least a few more days. Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 you know, I actually now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, Grubauer, or excuse me, Grubauer Graves jumped in on a rush. I remember seeing him there. He jumped in on a three on two. Yeah. Uh, so nice to see him activating. He's a big body. He can hit. He can, uh, and, and he can obviously jump in. He can skate well. Uh, very quickly, thoughts on Nathan McKinnon being named captain of the Central Division All-Stars? Yeah, I mean, who else but him? I mean, no other choice, really. I mean, uh, you know, some good centers in this division, but uh, I think Nathan McKinnon clearly showed that he was the best one. So that'll be fun to see. I don't know when the last time the Avalanche had a, a starter in the All-Star game. Probably not till 
Joseph uh, I be- played here. Joe yeah, Peter- I believe I believe the last captain from the Avs was I believe it was 2007. It was Joe Sackick. Yeah, so wow. years. Uh, <laughs> you know, the All Star team, the All Star game used to be uh, basically another Avalanche game. You know, really, <laughs> I mean, with all the guys they'd send. Right. Uh, not as much anymore. So it's great to see it richly deserved, and uh, I'm sure Miko Rantanen. I hope Nathan or uh, Gabe Landeskog also makes it. I mean, that whole line should be there. Yeah, I, I need to look up what the format is, and I'll do that before the next segment. I'm, I'm trying to remember how many players they send because each team has to have a representative. Yeah. Uh, to me, there, there's no doubt it, Miko's going to be there, but I don't know if they'll be able to squeeze uh, Gabe in yeah. there as well. I think, and, and, I think they can send three, but I think that's a limit. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, they all deserve to go. They should be there. So it'll be an outrage if Landis God, let's say, doesn't make it, which he's probably going to be the guy that draws the short straw, but he, sh- <laughs> he shouldn't be. I mean, he's had a great first half. Yeah. I, I believe <laughs> he's leading the Western Conference in, in goals, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm right there with you. There's a whole line there. To hell with it, you know. Right. Don't hurt it. Don't worry about hurting anybody's feelings. That that line should be all there. And then, and then I did want to ask you. We touched on it very briefly, and I don't want to necessarily go back to the whole game. But Pablo Francouz, we we got our first kind of extended look at him. Like you mentioned, unlucky goal there near the end. But overall, what did you think of him? Uh, yeah, not bad. Uh, you know, I mean, look. I I know it's 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 fashionable to say that it was an unlucky goal. Um, you know, I I was a, like a fifty foot shot from Brad Richardson. I know he was a little bit screened, but I thought that was a makeable save. Uh, so I thought that just ruined an otherwise good showing. Uh, you know, you got to make the clutch saves too, not the early ones. Uh, I know that sounds tough. But to me, that was like, oh my god! You know, that was a that was a terrible goal, really. Uh, I know it was a bang bang play, and there were other mistakes made on that play. But uh, he's got to make that save. He, I mean, he he made some huge saves just a few minutes before. Yeah, that one no. seemed like it looked like it got out of the zone, then suddenly it was on net. So there was definitely a few things we knew, but uh, uh, you know, I, I, was like out there for some reason playing defense, which I don't know why he was out there. And he made a soft play on the puck, didn't really go get it when he could have and got it out of that zone. So Matt Nieto gets a, a richly deserved minus one on that play too. I don't know. It's yeah. tough for me to say that I thought, oh, God, I mean, a 50-foot shot from Brad Richardson with three minutes ago. It looked like he flinched a little bit too early. Um, you know, he looked a little nervous on that play, and that's to be expected. So no complaints really, but uh, too bad the way that ended. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought overall pretty good first showing for uh, for Pavel Francouz. Yeah. The Avs might uh, just might have something on their hands there. Lady, the uh, the the second period's getting ready to get going here, so let's jump out of this segment, catch the second twenty minutes. We'll come back and talk about it. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast. Win. In we go. We will be right back. 
Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, Food Fests, Comedy Shows, Concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that In We Go can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back in. Second segment here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented as always by In We Go. Use the promo code BSN50 to get half off your first month. Download the In We Go app today. Jesse Montano and Adrian Dater here to break down the second period of the Avs and Golden Knights. AD, second period was not as good as the first for the Avs. No, didn't like that period much at all. Uh, not much not not much in the way of really bona fide dangerous offense. Uh, and, you know, a couple penalties that just set everybody back on their heels. Uh including the start of what's going to be the third period for about 50 seconds. Uh, Miko Rantanen gets called for a questionable hook on uh, Theodore. A call I didn't like, but you can't go hooking guys behind your own net. A guy falls to the ice like got shot by a shotgun. You know, the refs are going to call that. So bad penalty there on uh, Miko. Bad penalty on Alexander Kerfoot to kill a power play midway through their own power play earlier in the period. Uh, just a just a pretty poor offensive period for the Avs. Uh, the good news is it's only 1-1 going into the third period. Uh, that's, that's a good position to be. Well, it's a position you don't mind being a road team in Vegas right now. Yeah. It's, you know, outside of a couple opportunities here and there, uh, I agree with you. Really, not much offensively. Miko Rantanen, I tweeted it out. You know, I he did the old uh, you know push down on the back of the pants move. Yeah, I've seen that at every level since I was a little guy up now to beer league. I've never seen it called anywhere. Miko Rantanen's been called for it three times now in the last you know five to ten days. Yeah, he needs he he needs to understand that uh, the the refs are obviously looking for it. I don't know if it's just with him or if that's been a move that they've been told. Hey, you know, look out for. Um, yeah, but well, I doubt like that. It or but not, he's got to get it under control. Yeah, you know, you just don't want to be using your stick without the puck in the offensive zone on defensive players. It's just a, a bad mix right there. You know, uh, you don't want to you don't want to be without the puck and just start racing with your stick. Um, you know, it's a, it's one thing to poke check a, a, the actual puck and make poke check plays on the puck. But when you start putting your stick up in the middle of guys' pants, mm-hmm. midsections, 
you know, guys are going to feel that and they're going to go down and you're going to get the call sometimes. And that's what happened there. And uh, right now the avalanche have killed half this penalty, a little more than half. But, you know, you go into the third period shorthanded. Um, you know, I just don't want to see that. I mean, Miko Rantanen's got to be smarter than that. He looked like he was really mad at himself in the penalty box for that. Um, so, you know, it's all it's all a learning process for the kid. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty encouraged. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to jinx anything here. I don't think the Avalanche are – I have no idea how this game's going to turn out. But I, I feel okay being a 1-1 game going into the third period here. Yeah, I mean, you're not in a bad spot by uh, by any means. Like, especially like you said, you're in Vegas. That's a that's a tough building to play in. You'll take uh, you know you'll you'll take a one to one tie <clears throat> going into the third. You and I talked about Philip Grubauer being okay recently. I thought he was stellar in that period. Really, the only reason the Abs are are still in this, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely stellar in that period. Uh, Gruby looked scared of the puck. Looked like he was a wall there. Uh, didn't give him any openings to shoot at. Vegas had some good looks too. I mean, mm-hmm. they also, you know, they, they had some very good looks. Uh, I think they missed the net on a couple shots, but otherwise when, you know, when the puck came on Gruby, he was there. So yeah, for sure. Good looking period for Gruby. Good looking game overall. Um, definitely a nice sign. Uh, good, good, good feeling that you can maybe steal that third period with him in the net playing this way. Yeah, Absolutely. Anything else that jumped out to you in particular there, AD? Well, uh, you know, it's just, again, it's the power play right now that's just killing the abs. I mean, you know, they're not setting up very well. They're not they're not condensing the zone when they do get set up, meaning they're not squeezing in more and more. It just seems very haphazard right now all of a sudden. I mean... What what happened to the drop pass to McKinnon where they set up in the zone, he gets in, takes the zone, and they get set up? Well, have teams started scouting the abs better to, to take away that drop pass to Mac? I don't know, but I don't see them setting up well at all anymore in the PP. And when they do get set up, they're either missing the net with every shot or, you know, they're giving up two-on-ones for shorthanded goals against. Right. Got to get this power play fixed, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's And, you know, exactly what you and I talked about in the first segment about what worked well for them, yeah, it seems like they just kind of got away from that. You got to be putting pucks on net. Also kind of an interesting yeah. choice, I thought, after you, you roll that first power play unit out there in the first period with Sam Gerrard quarterbacking, you score a goal immediately. The next opportunity you get on the power play, you roll out Tyson Berry. I'm obviously one of Tyson Berry's biggest supporters in this town, but even I was thinking that was a little suspect. Yeah, uh, I know. He's not playing that great right now. Tyson Berry took a second period penalty as well tonight. Uh, kind of gets caught reaching at times and That's just kind of running around. Um, yeah, he's he's got to pick it up, man. You know, Tyson Berry is such a key to this team. You know, if he can just just make the safer plays, I don't know what's going on with the kid. Sometimes he just he looks like he just gets a little caught up in his own head at times. You know, he starts getting down a little bit. It looks like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to get that confidence going again, where he gets easy points. You know, I think it would help if the forwards would just do their job and 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 uh, you know take better care of the puck down low too on the PP. I mean. 
we all know that Tyson's made some mistakes at the point, but God damn, the, 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 the guys down low keep missing shots and missing the net. Either they miss shorthand side or it's an easy save and the and puck gets frozen or they miss far post and then the puck comes zooming out of the zone. Mm-hmm. You know, the cardinal rule in the hockey is you you got to make sure if you're going to miss, you, you can't miss far post and cr- clang it off the boards right? Uh, and leave your team shorthand on a two-on-one coming the other way. Um, you can't – you've got to make better care on those far side shots. You know, short side, you can blast that puck a little easier knowing that the puck's probably going to be kept in the zone. Uh, you keep seeing guys winding after these big slappers, missing the missing uh, wide, and uh, off it goes. And, you know, Barry's not a very good guy keeping pucks in the zone, I've noticed over the years, too. He's he sort of always seems like he's just out of position to keep that puck in. Uh, I don't know what it is, but, you know, he's often caught out of position seemingly on those shots at the forward miss wide, and he's kind of running around after that. So, you know, it takes it takes a village, as they say. Uh, <laughs> so got to get on that page, everybody on the PP, and get it together. Otherwise, you know, they, you know, I mean, this is this is what's killing them right now, and they've got to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, AD. So what, what, how do they do it? Other than the power play, they, they struggled a lot at five-on-five five in that period as well. What can you do? Yeah. You're, you're in Vegas. You, know, you just came off the break. You had to fly out this morning. Your legs are a little heavy. How do the Avs come out in this third period and, and, and pull a win out of this? A win they, not only in the standings, yes, obviously you want to be banking points. You know, Dallas is still five points behind you, but, you know, five points is, is easily made up in this league at yeah. times. What do the Avs need to do to make sure they come out of here with some points? Well, first of all, they got to kill off the rest of this penalty. Uh, after that, they've got to, uh, I think, pack it in a little bit better defensively. I, I'm going to play for the tie, or, or, and not tie, but I'm going to play to get into OT in this game. I'm going to pack it in more defensively. Uh, I don't want to get into a track meet with this team uh, on their ice right now. Uh, they've got a lot of guys who play well on their home ice. Uh, pack it in defensively. Kill the penalty. But when you do get the puck, drive as hard as you can to that net. Go just balls out to the net. Draw a penalty after that if you can. And then maybe get a power play. Salvage a PP goal and get the hell out of there with a win. All right. Well, there you go. Ad, what do you say we jump out and we see if they uh, if they listen to you? How about that? <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We will be right back to discuss the outcome of the Abs and Golden Knights. The sportsbook bar and grill is owned by Denver natives who love Colorado sports. I'm a big sports guy. I love watching sports. I love people's reaction to sports when it's a high-stakes game. No matter what's going on in the world, it kind of unifies people, and everyone seems to be a friend, you know, when you're at a sports bar. So, yeah, that's that's the main reason I want to get involved with the sports bar. That was John Porter, part owner of Sportsbook. Him and his team pride themselves in creating a great environment for you to enjoy your favorite sports with TVs in every direction you look and so much more. Something that makes Sportsbook unique is not just a sports bar. We also have a killer menu um, with a bunch of, we got pizza burgers and melts and the combination of the food with the experience of a a Broncos game or an Avalanche game or a Rockies game. 
and having all that stuff packed into one. I mean, no one wants to sit at home by themselves and watch a game. You want to be around friends or you want to make new friends. You want to be full while you do it. And you also would like to have a few drinks with it as well. So with all the beers we have on tap and the diversity of our menu, there's no better spot to watch sports. You feel like you're in your house with all of your friends with you. If you're near Wash Park or Greenwood Village, be sure to stop by Sportsbook Bar and Grill today. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go. Adrian Dater, Jesse Montano here breaking down what ended up being a 2-1 to one Avalanche loss on AD. We talked about it in the first segment with, with Pavel Francouz in Arizona, how it was kind of a fluky 50-foot goal that, that just kind of seemed to, way, seemed to work its way through bodies. An almost identical thing happened here tonight as, uh, as, as the Avs wasted another absolutely stellar performance from Philip Grubauer. Offense just nowhere to be found right now. Nope. 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 Uh, particularly, Jesse, on the power play. I mean, the power play is what's really killing this team right now. It mm-hmm. is killing the Avalanche. I don't know the, you know, the last – uh, you know, one for 35 or whatever numbers it is, but it's uh, it's it's been terrible. It was terrible again tonight. They didn't give up a shorthanded goal. Hey, hooray, right? They didn't do that, but they came close, and they continually uh, did nothing on the power play tonight. That's what cost them the game. I mean, they, they had the opportunity to at least get a point at the end of the game tonight in the third period uh, with a power play late in the game. And they did absolutely nothing with it. Kicked the puck around. Couldn't get set up. Just losing puck battles around the side of the boards, around behind the net, in front of the net. Um, and you got what you got tonight. Not good enough. Fourth straight loss for the team. Two, six, and one in the last nine games. Uh, Jesse... I don't think this is just a you know a little minor blip anymore. This is this is a ten game stretch where they've won two games, almost two games, almost ten games where they've won two games. And uh, you know, I'm not sure how it's going to be broken other other than you know okay the first line gets going again they score more goals, <clears throat> but this team is going nowhere until you know the the bottom three lines can can do something. Uh, all right, right, play. Okay. All right. I'll let you go. The, the, the whole bottom line thing is, is a total myth. Statistically, it's a total myth. No, it's not. No, it's not. Jesse. The, the, no, it's not. The abs are tied for the second most 10 point players in the league. 
The only team with more no. ten point players in the league than them is the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's just a, that's just an offshoot of the top line getting more points on the power play and some no, guys. The top line is team. three guys. Yeah. The Abs no. have over, the, Abs, the Abs have more than ten. 10 Doesn't points. matter, man. They're not scoring goals. Right now on their bottom three lines, they can't get anything going other than a goal here and there, a token tip here and there from JT Comfort. That's great. A token goal for here from there from Alexander Kufut. Nothing from anybody else on a consistent basis whatsoever. Nothing. All right. All right. So in this 10-game stretch, what, what, what has Nathan McKinnon done that, that JT Comfort That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. When they do nothing, the rest of the t- they lose every single game. Because when the top line goes bad, these bottom three lines cannot do anything to keep up the, to pick up the slack other than a token goal. You're confusing one or one point a game, maybe in a two to one loss for a real production. It's not. It's not. It's a loss. Three lines getting one point. Sorry, not good enough. That's why they're losers. You need three or four points from your bottom three lines in a, in a regular basis. One point per line, is that well, – let's say one point per second and third line. Is that too much to expect, really? If you're getting three to four points from your bottom nine, well, you're you're 37-0. and 0. If you're getting three to four points from your bottom No, you're not. You're just a pretty – you're a really good team if you do that. And the abs are not a really good – they're getting oh, on. they're getting a token point from their bottom nine forwards. Hats off to JT Coffer with a great tip. Otherwise, it was nothing across the board for him the rest of the game, just like it was the rest of the bottom nine. And uh, and yes, the top three are doing you know the square root of sweet Fanny Adam right now as well. Uh, but the power play is the reason why they're losing every single game right now. I've got Either, a- Scoring or getting scored on by their own PP. It's just killing them. I've got a homework assignment for you. Right. Don't find me a team in the NHL other than the Tampa Bay Lightning that is getting three points a night from their bottom nine. I'm saying you give, me one, give me one point on average from the second or third lines. That's what you're game. doing. Forget about the fourth line. I don't care about the fourth line. You're never going to get any points in this league from the fourth line. I get that. You're, but, you're, you're getting again, one point what did, you see, middle. what did you see from the second line tonight? Did you see Tyson Jones do anything tonight? Hey, did I, you see I said, do anything tonight? I said, anything? That, all right, are you going to let me talk or are you going to keep yelling yes. anything? Yes. All right. Well, you said, I, I started this by saying the offense has dried up across the board. How can you come out and pin this stretch on the abs bottom? You're, you're talking about bottom six guys. Give me a break, AD. Come on, no. your top guys aren't showing up. Kerfoot stops showing up. Comfort has been has been a, the the one bright spot on this team, regardless of this stretch. I think Comfort's been great. Your, your top guys aren't showing up. Give me a break with this bottom six stuff. Your bottom six guys. You, you're wanting Matt Calvert and Matt Nieto and Gabe Bork to be pitching in. Come on, AD. Be realistic here. Nathan McKinnon isn't hitting the net. He was throwing pucks on net there in the last few minutes. Miko Rantanen's not scoring at the same pace. We knew this was going to happen. It's a slump. Yes, you look at these last nine games, it's not been great. Right before that, they, they have This is more than a slump right now. This is a 2-6-1 and one team in the last nine. It's and 
they've played a bunch of easy teams in this stretch too. I mean, they go in into Arizona, lose there. They lose at home to Chicago. They lose at home to the Islanders. They lose at home. Well, they beat Montreal in a in a weird game. Um, you know, they're losing to pretty mediocre teams at home on the road. Doesn't matter right now. I never thought the Avs really had a, a chance after that first period tonight. I mean, Vegas dominated that final 40 minutes come top to bottom. The Avs didn't get a single sniff those final 40 minutes. And, yeah, I, I'm not excusing the top line at all. But what I'm saying is, you know, teams are adjusting to the Avs' top line. They're throwing more checking pressure at the top line. And the bottom nine are not doing a damn thing right now to – ease any of the pressure on that top line. So they're starting to squeeze the sticks a lot more. Um, and, you know, I mean, look, the top line did okay in Arizona. They're the ones that led the comeback in that game. So uh, the bottom nine are, are not doing I mean, Tyson Joe might as well have a milk carton out right now with his face yeah, on it. I agree. He's achieving right now. I mean, it's just getting to be the point where he's got 14 uh, things I, out of I don't know if he's going to make it at all. Uh, well, I mean, it's it, the thing that people have to remember with Tyson Jost is the the kid is still he came into the league. You know, I don't care about his age or anything like that. Get it done. You've it. got the ice time. You're not going to turn it on all of a sudden at age 25. You know, I know that's a ways away. But just years before no one excuses with Tyson Jost right now. All right, stop with the excuses. I, I, I agree. I said 14 games since a goal, but. I think this is – we got to take a breath here, man. We're, we're – I mean, we got to take a breath. The Avs last stretch of 10 games yeah, – the, the, the teams – the house is on fire here. It's not That's, time to take a breath. It's time to do something about it. Hey, are the National Predators having this conversation? Because they have the exact same yeah, record now. The difference with the National Predators is they're already in first or second no, no, place. No, 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 they can no. afford a four-game losing streak. They're on the road for the most of that streak, too. That that happens. They're going to get it together just fine. <laughs> Come on, AD. Colorado Avalanche right now are just excusing themselves away with these these these, you know – Piss poor efforts on the power play at home on the road doesn't matter. And uh, tonight, I thought they just—they just looked like absolute losers in the third period. I thought they'd come out with more jump than they did in that third period tonight. You know, they do kill off the penalty. I thought they'd actually get some momentum off of that and take the, take advantage of that. Instead, they just—they just half-ass it the rest of the period. And what do we talk about? We said throw pucks at the net, throw pucks at the net. That's what Vegas did on their winning goal. That's what they did on their winning goal. The Abs, once again, they get power plays. They they set up. They the rare occasions they do set up. They they take too long with the puck, screw around with it, and miss wide to the net. Goes out of the zone, ends up another loss. That's the bottom line, man. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing. The offense is non-existent right now. But to say the house is on fire is is a gross overreaction. I mean, it's not on fire in the biggest picture. Hold on, hold on. You got your chance to scream and yell. So hold on. Go ahead. Predators, two points ahead of the Avs. They have the exact same record record in the last ten. They've lost four straight. They're not burning the house down. The Avs rattled off twenty two points in eleven games coming into this stretch. 
They've had a horrible, atrocious December. They've lost games they, they weren't supposed to. I'm in 100% agreement. But holy crap, man. Everyone is about ready to burn things down. The defense has looked bad at best, and that's the best word I can use to describe them. You got, you, you got guys out there who aren't playing well right now. Nathan McKinnon and, and Miko Ranton aren't filling the net at the pace that they were at the beginning of the season. Obviously, Miko Ranton was on pace for 130 points. This is an 82-game season. This, t- tonight, I, I, I thought they were good in the first. I thought their you, second you, you period like You sound like altitude sports right now. You know, just excusing right, it all. Perfect. Take off your fan hat. And a jet, look at this how about, team. How about you let, me, let me finish. Let me finish talking about this game. So they were horrible in the second. If it wasn't for Philip Grubauer, it would have been 6-1 after the second. They didn't come out with any kind of urgency in the third, but that doesn't mean the season's over. That's the point I'm trying to make. Did I say that? You said the house is burning down. It's on fire right now. I didn't say it's burning down. It's on fire. We've got a wing of the house that's starting to catch fire. And unless you put it out, it's going to catch fire in the rest of the house. This team has built itself a nice little cushion. Grant you that. They've got 44 points still. They're third in the central. The uh, rest of the central division is is not any great shakes right now. There's, they've got... You know, Minnesota Wild look like they're starting to really fall apart. Chicago's too too many points behind still. Um, St. Louis, Dallas, they're they're probably going to squeak their way in the playoffs, so that's fine. But I'm not seeing any progress right now with this team. I'm seeing a team that's just, you know, starting to look like they're accepting their lot in life again as kind of middle of the road. Good team, uh, and that's fine for that team. I thought this team was ready to take a leap this year, take a leap and and learn and learn how to win that next that next uh, you know step that they need to take. I'm not seeing it right now. I'm seeing a team that just looks like they're accepting the lose again a little bit too much. They're giving some good. Well, we tried hard at the end of the game, kind of excuses. And uh, I find it infuriating the way they played tonight in that third period. Uh, I'm a little fired up. I, I know I'm not really fired up. I don't, I'm not a fan of the Avalanche per se, but I'm just like, I'm going to look at it through the eyes of a fan right now and say that I'm really f- ticked off with the way this team keeps losing games right now. 100%. I, you know, I went on a solo podcast last week and said that performance in the Chicago Blackhawks was embarrassing and not acceptable. But my, my only point, and this has been something I've been defending on Twitter, turn the clocks back three weeks, you had fans that were about ready to plan the parade. So we have to remember there, there's ups and downs here, and this is a down. The Avs yeah, have, have, have two games at home against the LA Kings and Chicago Blackhawks, the two worst teams in the Western Conference. The Avs need to come home. You, you said earlier, how do you get out of it? The Avs need to come home and score 13 goals over their next two games and run those two teams out of the building and get this back on track. You got you got some easy games, some easy opponents coming up. The Abs have historically never been good after Christmas. All right, right, right December off. You wasted it. You left you left tons and tons of points on the table. Stop squeezing the stick. You just leave in the rearview mirror with the Chicago Blackhawks and the St. Louis Blues. 
and just go wipe the floor at home and get this thing back on track. Cause, cause I agree with him. The fact the abs have gone off the rails, but I, I don't think that they can't get it back on the rails. This is a very good team with, with elite players. Joe Sackick needs to go out and get some, get some help down the lineup that I agree with, but I, I, I am tired of hearing people say the abs are a one line team. They, they're, they're just well, they fine. Are. That's what they are. Again, statistically, that's not correct. You're you're taking a bunch of early season points in in blowout wins that, you know, Carl Soderberg got two or three points and averaging out and saying, oh, that's that, you know, that makes up. Those points count less. Did Carl Soderberg get a sniff of offense tonight? Did he? He hit the post. That's right. On On a shorthanded situation where it was pretty much total luck that that happened. Okay. Uh, Vegas kicks the puck away on a, on a, at the end of a, a power play, comes out to Ranton, and he makes a nice pass. You're right. He hit the post. Okay, good. He missed. He, in the end, he missed. Anything other than that tonight for Carl Soderberg, third-line center, getting yeah, a lot of minutes? The third-line had a couple of good energy shifts. Your, your team scored one goal. Well, I mean – I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know what you want me to say. You're saying like the Avalanche are getting you know just fine production from their third bottom I'm three. You, AD, I'm telling you statistically that is true. Well, you can, you can make right. whatever argument you want. Here's my stat: five and one in the last nine. Yeah, and yeah, and we're in a It's been bad. It's been well, a bad stretch here. Hundred percent. Yeah. They, they, they're well, leaving points I don't on the see table how it's going to turn around other than the top line getting it together. I mean, that's it seems like it's all on the top line, win or lose. And my point is, it's just it's a terrible position to be in for a, a fan where you're just like you're dependent on one line to score. It, you know, it's just it's just well, like I, uh, it's like the football team that has a pretty good offense and no defense. It's it just you you got to have a well-rounded game. The Avs still don't have it. Uh, the, these, the second line is, is kind of a disaster. Uh, it's been a disaster all year long. That remains – I mean, I'll grant you the Soderberg 22 points. Um, Here's what they need to do. They need to drop Soderberg on that second line and put him with some skill. That's a 50 to 55-point player you're strapping with Matt Calvert and Matt Nieto. Everyone's screaming, get, some, get a, get a, a 2C – you, you've got one who's proven he can be a 2C in this league. In the, in the meantime, before you go out and, and free agency trade, however you want to go about it, you need to put Carl Soderberg with someone, you know, put him with JT Comfer and, and Alexander Kerfoot. And 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 so, therefore, you, just, you write off Jost, right? You kill his right confidence. Now, right now, I mean, he's you, you've got to earn your ice time. And, and Jost is is proving to be extremely streaky. He's gone 14 games without a goal. You know, I, I, I don't know what to do with him. You, you put him on the second line, you're not getting much. You drop him down to the fourth line, you're not getting much. You put him on the power play, and then suddenly he'll hit eight games where he'll rattle off, you know, seven points. So, you know, for me, if we're talking about getting the, you know, getting that secondary scoring going, upping those numbers – Play the guys who are, who are doing it for you. Carl Soderberg's right, done it nonstop right, for the last right. season and a half. All right. All right. 
I think we've we've argued that point. Any other takeaways from tonight? I mean, I'd like to, you know, I'd like Grubauer, to Grubauer, Grubauer, a couple right. other things. Like, I mean, can we get like anything from Eric Johnson anymore offensively? Anything? I'm, I'm glad Eric Johnson, in my opinion, in my opinion, has been the Abs' worst defenseman for a huge no, chunk of this season. I agree. I agree. I don't know what happened to this guy. But he's been there, he's been very mediocre all season. I mean, he was brilliant there, last year, and he's just he's been mediocre all year long, and I don't get it. I, I think mediocre's generous for for what I've seen from EJ. The the, the offense has has completely dried up, and I get you. You he's with Sam Gerrard, so he doesn't need to be the driving force on offense. But regardless. I, I, poor decisions with the puck. He's jumping up at the wrong times, and he's completely regressed back to he can't get a puck through from the blue line to save his life. Yeah. I know. I don't I know. know. I mean, he's hurt or I don't know if he's something. just unhappy suddenly. You know, I've heard whispers that maybe he's unhappy with his loss of status as a power play guy, either PP1 or PP2. You know, he's not even on those. I've heard whispers that he may be unhappy with that. So I don't know if he's taking it out on the coach by by but I, I can't imagine he would shortchange his team and his fans by doing that, but he's just not looking the same happy, healthy guy that, you know, played his heart out last year and in the year in pretty much every year with the Avs. He just looks like he's just kind of going through the motions out there. I don't get it. And and you know last year he was he was one of the guys that really on on the back end picked that defense up and and, and forced it to play well. Yeah. Right now the odds D from from Johnson to Gerard to Barry to Cole to whoever I thought Graves was okay tonight for for what it was. Talk about someone putting pucks on net. I love yeah. every time a, a puck came near Ryan Graves he was firing it on net. But you know the Abs decor as a whole isn't getting much right now, and there's no one back there that really seems to be trying to drag that 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 whole decor to, to do anything. You know, they, they were soft in front of the net on uh, on that first goal. The, the goal against Phoenix, the kind of odd goal tonight, you're not getting pucks up, you're not getting pucks out. To me, that is a – as much as the offense isn't really firing right now, the decor, I think, is a huge root of this problem over this last 10-game stretch – and, and again, you know, Grubauer bailed them out a lot tonight. He, he couldn't get it, you know, couldn't get the win. But I think that had a huge factor in, in how the goaltenders have looked for the last couple of weeks. The, the D isn't doing their job, and I think Eric Johnson's at the forefront of that. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know what's going on with EJ, but it, it's not good enough right now. You know, for a guy who's making $6 million a year and a guy with that much experience and and uh, trust from the coaching staff and all that ice time, you know, it's not showing up enough. He's been okay. He's not embarrassing. He's not turning puck over tons. He's, but it's not good enough. And uh, I think he needs to look in the mirror and say, I need to do more for this team right now. You know, this team needs a spark, whether it be a uh, – just a, a some kind of offensive play. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a you know it's a really good shutdown deep kind of game where he's hitting guys and hitting guys in front of the net or he, whatever. Uh, 
show like he carries. Not looking like he cares enough right now, and I, I I'm worried about that. You know, Sam Gerard too. You know, I love the kid, future star. Not doing enough right now. You know, kind of invisible in games right now. Not doing no much. You know, not doing enough offensively. Two goals for the whole season. Um, you know, it's time to maybe expect, you know, ask Sam Gerard to do just a little bit more after that great start. He's kind of tailed off of late. That, that whole back end, you know, again, as, as one of Tyson Berry's most vocal supporters, he, I mean, he, turnovers and, and bad pinches and yep. stepping up when he shouldn't be. And the same from Eric Johnson. Patrick Nemeth is, is Patrick Nemeth. You know, he struggles to get the puck out. We all know what Patrick Nemeth is. Uh, obviously, Zdorov hurt. Ian Cole, who I thought was one of the Avs' best defensemen to start the season. I think he's been terrible the last two and a half weeks. Yeah, I thought it was all right tonight. I mean, sure. I, I mean, he was fine. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, not as good. To, to what he, how he was playing there at the beginning of the year, not good enough. And, and again, if you, if you ask me, that's where a lot of these problems are starting on, on nights during the streak where the abs have gotten some offense going. Every time you're turning around, you're pulling the puck out of your net because your D just isn't getting it done. If it wasn't for Philip Grubauer tonight, it would have been more of the same. By no means is that an excuse for the top line. They've got to get it back going. And, and like I said, you got two easy games on paper, easy games at home in front of your crowd where, where the Avs haven't had a chance to play much this year. They need to come home and, and, and get the, the, no, I mean, the back on if, the right corner. If, if they don't get four points out of these next two games, then, uh, you know, then we're going to start to really focus in on whether this team is, uh, was a fraud or not, you know, in that first 30 games, you know, anything, Less than four points. I don't care how you get them. Anything less than four points these next two games is inexcusable. You've got to come out with a couple wins at home. They lost to the Blackhawks in an unbelievably frustrating game last week. Uh, I was there for that game. Watch it six rows up from the stands. Honest to God, the Abs had the puck, it seemed like, 80% of the time that game, but they just couldn't finish anything except for JT Comp for one play. Uh, They've got to come out. Saturday night, put that game away early. End this nonsense with Chicago Blackhawks coming in here. Um, beat that team, and then beat the beat the Kings, and then yeah, you're back to fifty. Uh, what forty nine points, forty eight points if you win those two games. So here's the good news, Ad. The Jets and the Predators haven't had a great stretch either. No, the Abs no. haven't really lost much ground here. They, they've no, been very fortunate. No. I know the Jets lost at home to Calgary tonight. They've they've lost a couple other games. Um, and, and Nashville's struggled. The, Nashville the lost four in a row. Four in a row. Nashville. So I mean, it's, they're, they're panicking in Nashville. They're like, "What's going on? House is on fire." <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so you know, you're you're not. This hasn't been catastrophic. As bad as the record's been, as bad as the play has been. Yeah. You look at. Standings, it hasn't been catastrophic no, for the Avs. That's, that's lucky for the Avs. I mean, that, very, that's good. very lucky. I mean, Dallas Stars are forever mediocre, it looks like. I mean, it's going to take a lot of – it's going to take a real feat to, to not win that third place uh, spot in the Central Division, right? I agree. I agree. So, so, so all's, all's pretty guys. good still. All's pretty good. Maybe add some body at the deadline, you know. Uh, I don't think the Avs are going to make a serious trade. I know we've heard some rumors from – some of the heavy hitters in the NHL reporting core, 
Uh, I'm here to tell you that I don't think those are true. The Avs are not going to make any major moves regarding prospects or picks. I think it's I mean, guys they like. Could I don't they know make if- a move? Somebody blows them away with some kind of offer for you know, uh, you know their 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 own first round pick, let's say, or whatever. Possible, possible, but I don't think so. Uh, you know, teams are just way too hesitant to deal um, for you know, uh, you know. You don't deal for short-term help anymore in the NHL unless you're really thinking surely you can you're going to make the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, you know these are not the old days where you could make up for a bad move at the deadline with a bunch of free agent signings in the summer because there was no salary cap. Uh, today you've got to make sure you make the right moves. You don't want to burden yourself with a big uh, contract or. You know, trade a bunch of picks that you think are uh, expendable at the time, but turn out to be, you know, uh, <laughs> Hello, Ottawa, gear or something. You know, uh, those days are over. The Alps are going to be uh, very, very conservative at the deadline. I think, unless they can, they think they can get a second line guy from a team that's out of contention that wants to flip just an expiring contract for some kind of pick. Maybe it's a third rounder. Maybe it's a second rounder. And the Avs say, okay, here's a second round pick for, you know, Kevin Hayes, let's say. And and one, see what happens. But it's not going to be anything. The one I'm keeping my eye on is, is uh, Mark Stone in Ottawa. I, well, I think that's I mean, what I like. And, right. I uh, mean, you know, they've got to do something with that guy. Uh Expiring so, contract. He's yep. uh, he's made it pretty clear he's not interested in staying in Ottawa. Um, but if you're but if you're a team like the Avalanche, are you going to give up a bunch of prospects for Mark Stone, or you're going are you going to just wait till the summer at the draft and say, all right, here's your here's your I'll, five year, you know, fifty million dollar contract or whatever the hell it is. I'll I'll give him I'll give him the Avs own pick and then let them pick a a B list prospect. Yeah. Well, you know, whoever you want. I mean, if you can get Mark Stone without anything from your current roster, besides that own pick of Ottawa's, of course. Right, right. Because <laughs> Ottawa's starting to slide again. I mean, we can start the Jack Hughes talk again. You know, they 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 got off to a decent start. Yeah, I think they surprised a lot of people. They're like three points out of last again in the East. Uh, yeah, they're, they're slipping. It looks like the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit again with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and other teams are starting to get their own act together, like the Islanders who are last place starting to get, or uh, I'm sorry, the Devils, you know, Florida has been better. Uh, you know, uh, the Flyers are probably going to win more games. So I expect Otto to be, you know, it's going to be a battle with them and uh, what, Florida and Chicago, Arizona. Yeah, I mean, you know, right. I'm talking, I guess I was talking the East. Uh, oh, overall, you're right. I mean, it's going to be a battle with them and, and L.A. I mean, maybe we should root for L.A. to win. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say, silver lining to the Avs uh, <laughs> dropping that game to the Hawks. That moved the Hawks <laughs> up a little bit. I know. They've won four out of five, the Hawks. So they're taking themselves out of the Jack Hughes Sweepstakes. I said that to a guy at the other night, actually, at the game uh, in, when the uh, Chicago was here. I was like, great, great win for the Hawks. 
all it's doing is hurting their chances at Jack Hughes. Because <laughs> <So really, laughs> they're going nowhere. I mean, they've got 31 points. Uh, they can win almost every game in the second half. They're still probably not going to make the playoffs. So. They're uh, they're 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 done. They're they, out of it. It's. I'll uh, tell you what. They won convincingly tonight against Minnesota. They, uh, you know, they're uh, you know they still got Taze and Kane coming in here. The Avs always look a little intimidated against that team somehow. Still, so not always. I mean, so AD, maybe, I think Farley needs to start the game against the Hawks. I mean, he's the Hawk killer. Get Varley back in that, first of all. Let's let's break the streak with Varley in that uh, Saturday night. How about that for starters? I don't know. I, I, I like Grubauer tonight, but I, I mean, yeah. he plays against Chicago. He just he never he never wins though, right? He's not he's not winning, you know. So let's let's go back to Varley and see what happens. Well, AD, so I think I think uh, this has been a long segment, so let's jump out. But I think the message is this has been a bad month for the Abs uh, across the board, just really not good enough. But when you look at the standings, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world right now. You're no. still in it. You're still in good shape. You've set yourself up nicely for the second half. But you got to figure it out here with these two games at home. Yep. Right. Yeah, two more games to go in the, in the year of 2018. Uh, it's been a pretty positive year overall for the Avs, calendar year. But, you know, there's – you know – doesn't matter. I mean, you've got to you got to keep going. You got to keep improving. This league is such a a beast, you know. So many teams think they're okay for now, and then they uh, get complacent and they they get stale, and something goes wrong. And they, you know, I don't know. I just uh, I'm frustrated by the odds where they lost this game tonight. I thought they were going to pull that game out tonight somehow, but uh, they just look. Not very confident, not very hungry somehow. And uh, they've got to find a way to turn this around because, uh, you know, um, this team, these fans that I interact with and you interact with every single day are uh, not going to be happy if this team chokes its way out yeah. of the playoffs. And uh, you know, that's that's the bottom line. they got to make the playoffs. Uh that's that's the bottom line. Nothing else is going to be acceptable this year, and uh, you know right now they've got some pressure on them uh, to to uh, to keep to do it, and uh, long way to go. But um, um, you know the house is on fire. One wing, not the full house. Call the fire department. Put it out Saturday night, and uh, we can go back to living our lives. There you go. Let's go ahead and jump out of here. For Adrian Dater, I have been Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. Thank you guys all so much for listening.